What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson. And today's guest on the show is Kane DeWild. Uh, so I think it's Kane's third time back on the show. You guys follow him on Instagram uh, at KD Maui. Um, one of the most requested guests that we have, both because he is as good as anyone is in the foil game right now, and also as technical as anyone is in the foil game. So you have that beautiful marriage of the ability to do something and then the ability to understand what you're doing, which is the best thing. It's the best of both worlds, really. Um, before we jump in, um, just want to give a big thanks to Big Wins again. I got the Takuma 1300 coming on Friday, and I have uh, a lift high aspect 1700 coming to test next week. So um, huge thanks to them because me being able to test all this stuff will allow me to talk about it on the show and just gives more you know, feels so, uh, just better, better, uh, information f for all of us. So it helps us. Um, and hopefully it'll help out big wins too. Uh, they're given a 10% discount on the Takuma setup. If you listen to the show, just mention the progression project podcast and, um, stoked on that. So that's a quick intro today. Kane's already on the line. Let's dive into the podcast. Uh, Kane, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Um, awesome. yeah, Good if to be it, back. yeah, it's been a bit, um, if you guys haven't gone and listened to Kane's first or had you been on two or three times now, Kane? I think three times. Three. Okay. If you haven't listened to yeah. Kane's other podcasts, we're going to try not to go through all the same information over and over and over again. So go back and listen to those. They are chock full of information. Um, Dylan, the last guest on the show said that he's listened to Kane's podcasts on repeat. Uh, I do the same thing. You just the better you get, the more you understand what Kane's talking about. So um, it's not like you listen six months ago and then you listen again and it's the same thing. Listen six months ago, you listen now, you're better and you understand what Kane's saying. So uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, start things off, Kane. What have you learned since our last uh, conversation? Um, a lot. I've been messing with everything I can get my hands on. Tons of winging, tail wings, front wings, um, anything you can think of. Um, I've been obsessed with trying to get my hands on um yeah things are going crazy right now so uh explain a few of those things like what uh what did you not understand the last time that we talked and you have more clarity on now um i have a better understanding of mass placement uh, like relative to the front wing and how that relates to how much curve or like anhedral is in the front wing Interesting. Can you break so that just, break that down? Yeah, just by testing like a, a lot of different foils and and you know making some prototypes with a few people. Uh, I don't know. I've learned a lot as far as how much you need, how much front wing curve you need, and where the mass needs to be based on that. Because uh, all that, if you, if you look at it from the side, all that vertical area in front of the mass affects the actual pivot point, like in yaw. Okay. Um, of the whole setup, and that makes a huge difference in your turning. So I don't know. It's, it's been really interesting. After I uh, like learned a bit more about that, um, going back and writing other foils and, and uh, keeping that in mind. Um, I don't know. I've been messing with 
some really thin tail wings and some different fuselage lengths and um, having a ton of fun with that and uh, winging, winging in waves. Yeah. Um, that's been, that's been a blast lately. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, thinking about the front foil placement and space between the mast, I'm thinking about my foil setups right now. So like the MFC has a little bit more room than the signature. Um, this foils feel very different to me. How much do you think a foil feel has to do with that place? But I've always thought when I've thought about it, I've thought about it as far as um, relative center of lift on the board. Do you think mm -hmm. about it differently than that? Yeah. So that's, I mean, obviously that's still like, like a factor. Okay. Or, or it's still something I think about, but like if you're designing a foil, that distance super, super critical because it'll make the same wing. So the same wing with like a one centimeter difference in that distance mm -hmm. will go from really slow to turn to like super pivoty off the lip craziness. Um, and I, not sure, but it's been seeming like the flatter the front wing or the, the more stable front wing could be, um, the more sensitive that, that placement is. So the more stable the front wing is, the more sensitive that placement is? Well, the more, like, like the, the flatter, uh, yeah, the flatter front wings or wider front wings. Yep. Um, they, they need to be a little, a little more tuned in on that placement. Gotcha. If you compare like a high aspect to maybe like a GoFoil Kai. GoFoil okay. Kai doesn't pivot a lot, but mm -hmm. it rolls rail to rail easily. So if you move that, it doesn't use pivot to roll over onto rail. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's um, a longer lever. If, yeah. if you want to like break it down like super simple, it's like you have a longer lever. lever. So when you go into the turn, less weighting difference or less movement difference equals more rolling or or like rail, if you think about it in a surf context, relative to movement, yeah. right? And and kind of how I how I started figuring this out is I tried two different front wings on the same uh, mast and fuselage setup. Okay. And um, one of the front wings had more curve, but was moved uh, farther away from the mast. And the other front wing was way flatter and moved a little bit closer to the mast. And what actually happened is I ended up liking the more curved front wing better. It turned, it turned better. It pivoted more, which wasn't really something I expected from it. Uh, and then I threw on, I switched mass to something with that, that was a little farther forward. Um, the aluminum mass was a little farther forward than the car or a little farther back than the carbon mass. Right. So switch to a different mass and um, it completely changed the feel when it went from, it went from really bad to really good um, on the same front wing. So that kind of got me thinking like, why does it do that? Is it, you know, is it the distance between the front wing and the tail wing? No, they were the same on both. What could it be? Is it just the front wing shape? I don't know. That wouldn't make sense. So, uh, um, it seems like that, that front wing to, uh, 
or the, the front wing to mass and then with with the amount of front wing is is crazy critical um but it's relative to foil yeah do you, do you know what guys are doing to test that do you know if go foil or signature I don't know. if they're if they're actually playing with that distance or do they think you think they just have a locked in distance there yeah i'm not i'm i'm not sure um uh, i don't know enough about their front wing testing for that but um they seem to get yeah. it right so yeah so i mean working. yeah they're both excellent foils for sure yeah um sweet i wonder how much of that is just getting used to something and then, mm-hmm. <clears throat> man, I just inhaled a bug or something. I apologize. Um, I wonder how much of that is just getting used to how it rides and then bouncing back and forth. Like if, if I bounce between like different setups in a shortboard, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to push harder through a turn. But once you recalibrate, then then you're good. And you can do bad. the same yeah. things, you know? Yeah. And that works with like that works really well with different styles of, of wings, mm-hmm. going between like high aspect and surf wings and, and and smaller stuff. But it's crazy. It's like they went from you know go foil Eva turning to to uh, I don't know the new wings I've been riding. Yeah, let's let's talk about those NPs. Everybody's you know like yeah, we got a ton of messages about that. Everybody's frothy on what you design there <clears throat> with NP. How are they going, man? I saw that last video. You didn't post it. You're the worst at posting videos. Do you know that? <laughs> I know. How how are we supposed to learn, Kane? I have to go to other people's um, Instagram pages to study what you're doing. Um, but you're in the harbor, that last little hurricane swell that you had. And mm-hmm. it looked like you were actually pumping out and then kind of rock starting. Was that what you were doing? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a cool – because, I mean, the harbor is like the greatest spot ever. Uh, I can just pump back out, find a rock on that wall to, to jump off of, and then just wait for the set. I'm like, oh, there's a set coming. Jump off the rock, pump out to it, and, and ride it all the way in. And I mean, you can even walk back out. And it was one of those really, it, it was uh, the day after, or the day of, the day after the hurricane, when uh, we got some really good east swell and it was dying. Mm hmm. At that point, when the videos were taken, nothing was breaking. It was pretty flat, and everyone was sitting out there. So I thought, like, oh, let's go, let's go do rock starts in the waves. And um, yeah, I'm super stoked on that. That's the large uh, HP large, and um, the 75 carbon mass. And yeah, just really stoked on it. Looks like it turned super good. Um, and also watching those videos. It was like a foiling ad because you'd come in from about a hundred yards past everyone. Someone would catch a wave. They ride it for about four or five seconds. And then you'd still be doing turns like 30 seconds after they finished. It's like anyone who would watch that would just be like, why am I not foiling? That's the beauty of foiling. Isn't it though? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it it reminded me of like when I learned and, and, um, how hard it was to paddle back out and to get used to the amount of paddling because this was before we were pumping <laughs> and uh you'd get like 100 or 200 yard ride in and you're like oh my god that was the best thing ever now i have to paddle all the way back out 
It's the worst. I did that. We we were at Point Judith for the swell a couple of weeks ago, and I linked one up. Like, I mean, it was a ways, not quite a mile probably, but it was a long, a long ride. And I made the corner to pump back out, and you know, like it wind in my face. I was like, ah, I don't feel like pumping that far. So I was like, I'll just pat. It was like 20, 30 minutes. It was the worst. I was like, I'm not doing that again. I just started looping up at the top of the point. Mm-hmm. Um. So. What's the feel so, on those yeah, wings? So, yeah, what's what's the feel on those wings? How do they compare to? I know you ride all the signature gear. I know you ride the GoFoil gear. Give us some uh, tangibles on what that's like flying yeah. them. So, so that small wing is pretty close to something like a uh, like an Armstrong 1050. Um, and I don't know that that's kind of been my my favorite for the last few weeks. Um probably partly because I've been, you know, it's something new and you're, you're all over, you know, figuring out how to work it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've been really stoked on the speed of it. It's just crazy fast and, and really controllable at speed. Uh, now, I would not describe the older NP surf wings as fast. I like them a lot, but I wouldn't describe them as fast. So it sounds like it's a very different feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely different than the old, uh, old meal prides the old meal prides i really like though because they're easy to learn on and i like how they fit in the pocket in slower surf yeah you know i've taught a few people on the medium and large and um it usually goes really well yeah but yeah these new ones i I rode the the large which is a 1500 um in the paddling lure race Mm -hmm. and that went awesome um got one of my faster runs ever and felt really good on it. So I think I want to go maybe might drop down to a smaller size too in the medium. That's a 1300. Um, and that's, that should be exciting, but I don't know. They're, they're pretty crazy efficient and a good mix of, of turning and, and straight line stability. And I've just been stoked on them. Are you I riding? Sorry, we're uh, Kane's in Hawaii. I'm in, I'm on the East Coast, so we have a little delay. I'm not being rude if I talk over Kane. I, I apologize on that. Yeah. Um, are you riding the production tails, or have you mad scientist something up right now? Um, I have been riding the production tails a bit, and I've also mad science some stuff up. Um, the production tails are, are are pretty sweet. They're nice and thin, uh, pretty flat with little tips on them. Uh, stoked on those and I've been messing with uh, I, I, I so the the fuselage doesn't it takes like an M8 by 35 bolt um, which doesn't fit anything I have so um, back when I was testing the old medium slim wing I got it tapped to M6 by 30 to fit all my signature stuff and, and whatever else and so I've been you know going through everything and it was working good. And, and then I kind of had this idea. I was talking to one of the other nail prep guys, um, Robbie Swift, and he hooked me up with the, with the guy who makes his fins, um, his windsurf race fins. And uh, I've had this idea for, for some tail wings for a while and kind of jumped on that, made a prototype, and man, it works good. I have seen the sneak peek of that. And I'm pretty excited to feel it whenever you're going to let me do it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. <laughs> got on it and was just like, oh my god, what a <laughs> what has this guy created? You know, can we talk about that prototype a little bit that I yeah, saw? A little bit. Okay, so when you look at the trailing edge of that wing, it seems like about twenty percent from the wing tip. You actually almost have, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but the the cord thins out, but it thins out from the trailing edge in. It thins out from the from the from the leading edge too, but a lot of wings will do that. But there's not a, there's not any that I know of that thin out nearer to the tip from the trailing edge, um, almost like a yeah. surf fin. If you laid down a surf fin, it almost looks like um, kind of like a surf fin feel. And then are they down tips as well? Yeah, so it's it's pretty flat through the center. Yep. And then just the, the last probably inch or so of the tip is, is turned down. Yep. Um, just a smooth little curve. And I, I pretty much just went for max efficiency. And um, it's kind of based on some, some front wing designs I've been working on. And uh, dude, the thing just goes. <laughs> It it looks insane. Yeah. Um, the profile shot that you sent me to looks very similar to a, a a tail I made a long time ago. It's the thinnest tail I ever made, and it, and the one I made I did it in fiberglass, so it had too much flex. I liked the flex once you were going really fast, but it really killed pumping at slow speeds just because you'd punch through the water. Yeah. Um, but I loved just how thin. I mean, it just felt like you were kind of like naked in the water. You know, like I used to swim, and yeah, you'd, you'd practice swimming in like these baggy speedos and, you know, speedo pants. And then, you know, you know, race day, you know, especially the big races, you're all shaved down and, you know, in the, you know, the speedo that's like 10 sizes too small or something like that. You can't even talk right, but you're just amazing how much faster you are. And that's what the feel of that, like incredibly tiny profile tail felt like. And yours looks like it has that same type of a feel where you just, you don't yeah. even feel the drag from the tail. You didn't know there was drag on your tail. And then you put that on and you just yeah. realize, holy there's just a tremendous amount of drag on the tail I didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. And and I'm talking about flex because it, uh, a lot of tails I've been riding are like solid pre-preg carbon, right? Signature one, and they're it's insanely stiff. Yeah, you can you can put each tip on a on a rock and jump in the middle and it won't break. Um, and it's interesting going to G10 because G10. Is def definitely has a little bit more flex than that. You know, it's, it's a, like a surfboard fin flex. Right. Um, but I, I was a little worried about that when I got it. I, I'm like bending it. And I'm like, oh, this might be a little too much. Hopefully it still pumps good. And um, got on it. And I think it, because it's, it's just such a nice material, it's, it's perfectly even. Um, there's no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but you know, G10, you know, G10, like fins and stuff. Uh, just the f how it flexes is really nice. And when you're riding it, it feels like it almost smooths everything out. And yeah. so now I'm playing with, um, because I designed it like I would carbon tail where I designed it at, to the shape I wanted it to fly. Mm -hmm. But now that I've, now that, you, you know, I, I want to take flex into account, I'm going to flatten it a little bit. So I want to design it to flex into shape when you ride. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, when you're, when you're at low speed, it's flatter. Mm -hmm. 
And when you pump on it, it, it kind of flexes into the shape I want. And it doesn't dump, it doesn't overflex and dump too much power out of that tail. Right. I think mine was too flexy thing that I made. I actually just mm -hmm. laid up a one six ounce sheet of carbon on it a couple of days ago. I haven't finished it yet, but take oh, out, wow. just take out a little bit of the flex from it. Um, yeah. Hopefully not at the expense of the magic. We'll see. But uh, it's amazing how yeah. good flexed feels in a turn when you, when you have speed. Yeah. If, it, if, if the flex is, is right, it feels really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been loving that. And I don't know. I, I want to keep making as many prototypes of, of those tails as I can, and they're insanely nice. Um, like, I'm blown away by by how, nice, how good the finish is. So, um, if you want to buy, if anyone wants to buy an old prototype, pick me up. The second It'll old prototype. Getting long. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, the second one, yeah, they'll be they'll be pricey, but they're really, really, really nice. Uh, and they're all custom made, so yeah, not all like custom, you're doing semi custom. So yeah, just hit the email in my in my on my Instagram page or something. Epic. Uh, let's talk about pumping those uh, NP wings, and then I've got a question from my buddy Mike Pedigo for you too. So yeah, um, how do those feel pumping? They look super efficient. It looks like um, in that Harbor video you dropped there, you know, super efficient, going really fast. I'm really impressed with how symmetrical all of your all of your pumping is you know and getting to see it like in that long of a run seems like every pump is you know optimal height and, and the whole thing like how are those np wings feeling really good um yeah i mean the, the 1500 i'd say pumps a little better than my than my albatross 210 wow that's um, saying something i think that's one of the better pumping it, wings yeah, out it there is. it is and it, it's a surprisingly close comparison between the two. Have, have you ridden I, the I 190? The Uni no, 190? Okay. I wish you'd been on that. Yeah. The, the Uni one, the 190 would probably blow me away. Um, it's the most yeah, efficient like, wing I've ever felt so far. Just comparing that large wing to the Albatross 210 that I've been riding forever. Right. Um, the, pump, the pumping's pretty similar. The turning's pretty similar. Um, it's a little faster down. It's actually it's quite a bit faster downwind. That's that's the biggest thing for me. And you measure and, your downwind um, speed, so that's not a feeling thing. That's an actual metric thing. It's a bit of both. Okay. Um, the albatross downwind downwinding is a weird game because uh, you want to. Obviously, you want to spend as much time doing the highest speed possible, but also you can't slow down too much. So if you're on too small of a wing, um, when you lose a bump, it'll take you more time to get back up to speed. So where the two, so for example, the two ten downwind, um, I'll have more speed on the small bumps, but on this one, I can carry speed through the big bumps really well. Um, so so like connecting forward from 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 wave to wave um i can connect waves that i that i couldn't before and that's been a huge uh, huge game changer as far as downwind time um why do you think that is 
it's just a like a slightly faster profile. Um, it's a similar thickness. It's, it's a little bit faster profile, and then the the two tens profile is is more well suited for like pumping or like low speed acceleration. It's like a little bit blunter leading edge. Okay. And um, and at low speed or uh, uh, like a little higher angle when you push on it, it'll give you more drive. Where this this the profile used on the Neil Pride gives you a little bit more straight up lift. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about like 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 the MSD wing, how they lift more straight up rather than forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. It's a it's a little bit different style of of riding, but um, in the end, it it seems like it, it it turned out more efficient. Yeah. You know, one thing that I have never done. You just mentioned MFC, and we've been talking about tail wings a whole lot. Is I have not because they mount the opposite and it's actually a little bit harder of a mount because you have your foil section um on on the bottom of the wing and that's where it mounts you have to actually you know yeah shape angle of attack a little bit more into whatever you're going to mount on and um i haven't made any custom tails for the mfc i feel like i really need to because go ahead yeah well if if you get on mine you'll have a cup it'll it should fit the mfc so You'll, you'll have a custom tail. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, everyone needs to, if anyone out there is from, um, foil companies, can we all agree to go 30 and M six for tails so that we can play more? Um, that would, I think that would be a, a huge help. I, yeah. And then, uh, I, I think, I don't know if there's any foil designers listening helps a lot when when the people riding your stuff swap tails um you learn a lot about what what kind of different gear works on your front wing so at least have the option yeah i think so and i actually think that that's such a fun part of the process and because foils are still so expensive you know one of the questions and why don't i go ahead and ask it now we um i reached out on instagram and got about 20 questions for kane for this podcast and we'll go through as many as we can i'm gonna have a hard stop here with something coming up um at some point but um one of the question was how do we make less expensive foils and and i'm gonna dovetail that in with because foils are so expensive right now, um, it's nice to get different feels with gear that you already have. So being able to play with tail wings, test other folks' tail wings, and, and make your own tail wings is a, is a huge help in a way to get different feels um, if you've already dropped 1500 bucks on a uh, front setup and mast. Um, so that helps everybody. But how, how do we make less expensive foils? Are we limited by materials? Is anyone looking into that? Um. Yeah, it seems like a, a material thing, and uh, and it right now it seems like people really want the best. Um, looking at you know how, how well Armstrong foils are doing, and and lift, and a lot of people are preferring the full carbon, and that, that comes at a price. Yeah. Um, so it seems like the materials are limited, and it's I'm not a huge composites guy or or materials guy, but um, it costs a lot to make. <laughs> And it costs a lot to develop too. Yeah. So I think as things get more set and more consistent, um, as front wing or as, as foil designs change a little less, um, things might get cheaper. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, 
it cost me about 45 bucks, I think, to make uh, a tail just in the wasp carbon that I use and, and materials, not including, you know, all the time. Yeah. It takes about probably 10 hours too. Um, so they're yeah. not, they're not cheap. That's just a tail. That's the easiest thing you can possibly make. Um, yeah. And you're making that yourself. Yeah. I'm making it myself. And yeah. Cheap as you can get. Yep. Yeah. You just have to dedicate two days to it. It's fun though. I think yeah, if, if so, you haven't made tails, right. it's a really cool way to feel more in tune with your gear and it's fun to put on something. It's fun to bolt on something that you've made. Yeah. It's not super hard. If, if you can, you know, shape up a little wood core or something. Um, I, I've done that in the past. You, you shape something out of wood and lay, lay two or three layers of carbon over it. And you're pretty set. Yeah. Um, just remember to seal the wood. Definitely seal the wood. <laughs> but other than that, you're, you're solid. Yeah. I started out doing EPS foam cores. And then okay. I ended up just making kind of molds. And now I do, yeah, you know, my poor man's vacuum bag jobs on, uh, on these molds. Um, uh-huh. do you ever ride, you know, aluminum gear anymore? Yeah. Do you, how, how do you like, it's, um, it feels so heavy to me now that I've been riding carbon for a year. Yeah. I, I, Cause I spent a lot of time riding carbon and, I don't know. I, I, the access aluminum stuff is, is pretty nice as far as aluminum goes. Mm -hmm. um, and actually what I'm riding right now on the Neil Pride is carbon mass aluminum fuselage. Yep. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. The aluminum fuselage isn't too bad. And, and uh, also from the side of the company making it, um, an aluminum fuselage lets you change the design every order without any extra cost. Every, every time you order a batch of fuselages, you can change the design. Oh, that's cool. Versus a carbon, you have to commit to a really expensive mold. Yeah. And so it's harder to change that. Um, so I, I'm not, I like the, the aluminum fuselage. I like carbon more, obviously. Um, less corrosion, uh, lighter. But yeah, if you can get carbon mass on your aluminum setup, you're pretty set. Yeah, I actually like a little bit of the flex now, too. I don't like a lot of flex, just just a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, so the question from Pedigo, and Pedigo was on two podcasts yeah. ago. One of the more popular shows that we've done, feedback from that one was crazy good. I think part of that was just because we foiled together all the time. And so we basically rehashed a lot of conversations that we have in the water nonstop, which is pretty cool. But we're now battling um, on what he's calling pause gliding when you're pumping, basically just stopping and gliding. And so we've been having yeah. this ongoing thread for the last couple of weeks. And he just sent me a video of yours. Uh, I think you were on the GL 210. I don't think it's a recent video. It was on GoFoil's um, Instagram. Might have, might have been the 240. It looked big and it looked like you were, okay. you, you were, you were pausing and putting your, your hands on your hips and just resting yeah. on your way back out. And it was pretty incredible. And so we've been debating a little bit kind of like angle of attack on that and how close we should get to stall speed before re-engaging pumping. When you're thinking about doing those, um, mm -hmm. what, what is your goal, number one, and how are you approaching it? Okay, so mostly, like, I, I think if I remember what video that is, right, mostly I do those when I find a little bit of energy in the water. 
Um, so at that spot, there's a lot of backwash. There, there's a there's a uh, like a rock wall inside, and so you get a pretty good backwash off the rock wall. That so you're cheating. That makes a lot more sense. It makes me yeah, feel better. You can feel the energy <laughs> that's like 300 meters out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in that video, I, you know, you pump, 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 feel a little energy in the water and stop. And uh, usually you lose it at the next wave and you pump again. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's nice if you're going out through waves to get a lot of speed and then pause, like go through the wave and then pause a little bit. Um, and then accelerate again for the next wave. But you definitely don't want to get too close to stall. You kind of have to know your foil, and, and there's kind of a danger zone, if you know what I mean, yeah. of uh, going too slow, and it, it suddenly takes a ton of energy to get back to speed. So you want to keep it really high high, and, and not not too slow. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Because it's a little different for every foil. One of the, and I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I've been helping, um, I don't know, five, 10 guys, friends, um, kind of through their process and learning to foil. And one of the things that um, I've always told them is a great drill to do is when you're finishing a ride, say you're pumping back out and you just decide you're not going to pump or you're kicking out of a wave, a great game to play. And I think I've seen you do this too, is to just basically see how long you can glide, how, how long you can maintain without any pumping. And you're playing with that stall speed down, stall speed down. And I think it's a great way to start feeling when the wing is about to stall. Um, yeah. Just as far as teaching what that feeling is. And then it's also good to go like really close to stall speed and then learn to work it back up Bring because it back it's up. a different pump. If you go to your normal pump, you push through the water because you just don't have the lift. It won't hold. So you have to do these like little tiny micro pumps until you get a little bit of speed and then you can start pumping again. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that's also just time experience, um, learning your foil, you know, the better, the better, you know, the wing you're riding and the foil you're riding and the board, um, you know, the safer you're going to feel at those lower, getting it back up from lower speed. Right. Um, yeah. That, the no pump game is pretty fun. It, it really like, is. Sometimes I play. Yeah. You, you, I mess with that a lot. Like uh, if the waves are really close together, if, if you kick out of a shoulder and there's, and you're already facing another one, um, you try and come out with it, come out of it with a ton of speed and don't pump at all. It's really fun trying to make the next wave out without, without any pumping. Yeah. That looks so good too. When you can do that. It's like such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's really satisfying. Um, right on. Is there anything else you want to go through before I jump into a bunch of questions from folks? What else? Uh, not super. All right. Yeah, definitely interested in the questions. So. Um, what is oh. that? Instagram videos playing. <laughs> I don't even know where that's coming from. Some Instagram foil feed video. All right. Um, that was our intro music to the questions. There's nothing about you that makes a man a man. Okay? <laughs> what is this? Show. No car, no wife, and now you got no partner. Leave me alone. That's... Close the app. <laughs> Restart Instagram. <laughs> All Welcome right. Welcome to our new segment, answering <laughs> questions. 
All right, let's see how I can find all of these questions. Um, everyone who wrote in, huge thanks. Uh, makes It's good to know what folks are uh, wanting to know from these podcasts. It's been really cool to see um, over the last little bit how, um, here we go, how stoked everybody seems to be on the uh the show lately uh, it seems like we've yeah. just gotten a lot of new listeners coming in and uh, it seems to be growing a lot which is cool it's making it better and i'll keep trying to do my best here sorry it's just taking a second maybe i'll edit this out we'll see how long this takes me uh, yeah no worries there we go this will get it okay um, we just kind of touched on this one a little bit. This is from Blee Hawaii eight. I noticed Kane has an irre irregular pumping cadence. Is he pumping only on the crest of the water? Huh? Um, do you change cadence when you pump? Let's re let's summarize that question bit. that way. Why? First of all, what's up, Brian? How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for the question. <laughs> yeah. He's got um, a couple. I think it's uh, it's really hard to put the same amount of power into every pump, um, like as you tire and stuff. So sometimes I'll put a little bit too much and then have to wait it off before you know slow down a little bit before before pumping again. Um, kind of it's, it's, that's part of like uh, finding the most efficient speed and staying at it. So yeah, sometimes sometimes if you go a little too fast or a little too slow, you have to change your cadence to. You know, to, to get yourself um, back in that good zone. Um, Dylan Vishman was talking about that too. He changes cadence to give his give his legs a different feel. He thinks that firing at different intervals um, or cadences uh, basically gives you a, hacks your mind a little bit. And, and yeah, there's there's something to that too. Mm -hmm. so it changes um, more fire. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. There's some wings that I ride. My surf wings, as a bigger guy, I, I tend to have to keep those at a high speed, and it's kind of always a sprint pump. Um, yeah. when, when I go high aspect or like, you know, MSC 1400, 1600, I have a lot more room to change what I'm doing. But it seems to me like as if, if I get too slow on the surf wings, it ends up, I'm just playing a recovery game, and, I, and it's hard to get back. Yeah, and uh, me too. Until 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 I'm on like a thirteen hundred wing, mm -hmm. um, it's pretty. It's pretty much just go get back out and uh, stay in the safe safe zone speed. Right. It changes the way I surf too. I tend to not want to make the long run pumps. I don't want to take one to the beach and go all the way back out. I try to. I, I tend to play ping pong a lot more on smaller yeah. wings. You know what? That that's something um, that I've been thinking about lately is choosing wing size and how you choose what wing size uh, you're on. And I've always thought of, un until recently, I've always thought about it as, you know, what how big are the waves or how steep are the waves and what wing do I ride for how steep the waves are. And I kind of I've kind of switched it to what wing do I ride for how long the wave is. Right. 
Yeah. So if, if the wave, if you get a one minute ride in, you know, I don't want to paddle out a minute or that, that same distance, but you choose, I, I'll choose a bigger wing to get all the way back out. Yeah. We're on these, these short little punchy waves like the Harbor. You can ride a, a way smaller front wing um, because you don't need to pump out, pump back out as far. Um, that makes sense. I tend to pick wings based on what game I want. I look at foiling kind of like I'm going to go play a game. And some days yeah. I want to play the pump glide game, like the longboard mid-length feel. Some days I want to, you know, have that shortboard feel. And I'll tend to pick what I'm riding based on the game. Um, yeah. Brian has two more questions that we'll lump together, which are, um, what are the, what's the negative to short, shorter fuselages? Um, all he sees is gains. And then what about mast length? Um, 60, 65 versus, you know, all the way up to like, you know, 80. Um, does it depend on if you're riding, you know, downwind and clearing bumps or if you're surfing, what are your go-tos for a fuse and, and mast in different situations? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people, at least on Maui have been playing with create a, a lot of different fuselage and mast length. So, um, first mast length. I kind of see it as, I mean, downwind and winging are a different story. Um, you kind of want a, a lot of height just to clear bumps. But um, for in the surf, I like to match it to the wingspan of the front wing I'm on. Yep. So if I'm on a really wide wingspan, like a high aspect, um, I want to ride a, a mass that kind of matches that. So maybe on, a, on my Albatross 210, I'd like an 80-centimeter mass. Mm-hmm. Where on, you know, something like my Stealth or my new Neil Pride, maybe even a 70 is nice. Um, or, you know, as Skyrama and, and, and Brian are doing, some other guys, are, are, uh, Foil the World, they're going 60 centimeter or sometimes less or around there, like crazy short on the, on the Armstrong 1050. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like to match to the front wing. And the width of something. Um, I agree. That's the uh, drawback. I love that sixteen hundred on the MFC, but with the seventy um, mast, it's difficult to not breach in the turns I want to do. I'm not playing with yeah. a, a big margin there. I need to get the eighty, I guess, um, but I have not done that yet. Um, yeah, for, for fuselage length, because that that that's interesting and. And I can see where he's seeing no drawbacks because um, for me, fuselage length and, and how tailwing size relates to that is um, it's kind of about the waves you're riding and so or, or the speed you're going. So for winging or for downwind, I've actually been wanting a longer fuselage um, just because you get that, that stability and that pump at really high speeds where in, in like head high waves, a little overhead, what I have is perfect. And then in slightly smaller waves or anything smaller than that, short is nice. Mm -hmm. um, it just lets you fit in those, in those tighter curves and, and it helps you pump at the lower speed. Um, fitting in those tighter curves um, too, you can do it somewhat by shimming. So is that a trade for you? Yeah. It, you know, will you shim extra for smaller surf to make those turns versus um shortening the fuse no once i once i found the find the right angle for a towing i never change it really 
no. I don't know. Well, I find I find one that works, a tailing that works in the surf, mm-hmm. set it at the right angle, and leave it, and that it I keep that angle across. I don't know any surf I'm in, but um, yeah, I could see changing the fuselage length, especially in really small waves, like on the south side, when you're, you know, when you're in waist to chest and and want to do really tight stuff in the pocket. Um, small the small wings with the short mast and the short fuselage is really really nice and really well suited for that um ochi who asks uh any more feedback on the stealth 200 and can uni and signature foils interchange parts so for the second part of that question absolutely and um i love the stealth 200 uh what's what's your feedback on it yeah um I actually haven't ridden the Stealth 200. Oh no! No, haven't met, haven't got my hands on one yet, but I really want to. They look like a lot of fun, especially in small waves. Um, from what I've talked to people, they really like them. Um, uh, they're good for you know, again, the small tight waves, um, keeping that that glide and that pump. And yeah, stoked on them. Yeah, I, I love the Stealth but, 200. Um, I it, it's the most surf relevant wing that I've ridden. I can I can draw the most surf lines on it that I that I can do. Actually, the last time I rode it, I was able to pump backside the same way I would on a shortboard, which was really interesting. Like up and down the face of a wave, going backside, not a vertical wow. pump necessarily, but like an actual like surf pump. I've never done that before on a foil. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind a little bit with this new tail with like the the down tips that i'm riding on it yeah pretty dope um go ahead something cool about the unifoil and signature you know changing parts is i think unifoil offers so the new signatures have or some of the new signature foils have uh you know you can swap the tail end of the fuselage so behind the mask there's a there's a, another connection mm-hmm and I know from what I've seen, the signature offers one tailwing position, but I saw a Unifoil 150 that had more than one. I don't know if it was two or three, but that should fit on the signature stuff. I mean, try it, try it before you buy it, but um, that might be a cool way to hack some, some shorter fuselage option, options on your signature gear. That's, that's dope. Um, I would say... Um, that's the only thing I don't love about that 200 is that I get a little flex. Mm -hmm. I have the one that's the two part. Um, yeah. And I get a little bit of flex there and I'm actually thinking about just glassing it on to get rid of that flex. Really? Yeah. I can crank down, I'll crank down the, uh, the bolt and then it seems like, you know, at the end of a long session, I start to feel it. Um, and it kind of, Mm -hmm. it kind of, I don't know. Um, it's a yeah, great idea. Do you have an early one? I don't know. I don't know if it's early. Okay. I've had it for yeah, probably five months. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing they've fixed it or are working on it. Yeah. Because I know that was that was the main feedback when I first saw it too. Yeah. The first I saw had a little bit of an issue with that. And um, Malta, our signature dealer over here, our distributor, um, fixed it. He just I think he just put some mold release on one of the sides mm-hmm. and redid the connection. Um, so that I was, might be a way to go. I was thinking about just adding a little bit of like a 
epoxy drip on one side and then sanding it to fit um if i didn't just glass it all the way in um yeah, that's nice. that's yeah. uh ollie brunton asks is the game being shaped by surfers who don't surf anymore sacrificing glide uh for a foam hit what do you think about yeah. this whole new trend that's of, interesting yeah and i've been doing a lot of it and loving it uh yeah i think i think it is being changed by those guys those and everyone who's who's really pushing the limits of, of what a foil can do in the pocket uh, especially the guys in straps that are just doing crazy stuff uh, it's, it's really exciting um do you like that more than going out and just drawing massive turns and going fast and connecting tons of waves oh yeah yeah for sure yeah unless it's unless it's big then i like you know pumping into one and getting it early and just drawing like big arcs on the face but in, in your average everyday foil surf um definitely going for the, the critical part of the wave uh harkin and sons who i think is going to come on the podcast we have been talking about it a little bit which oh, would be really sweet. cool because he's always making something awesome um ask what foil section you like <laughs> give away your secrets uh, on, on my wings i kind of have my own type that i've developed um let me think what are some nice ones uh check out the uh, i think it's epler 434 e434 that's a pretty sweet one just as far as like efficiency um, um that and i don't know i've been been interested in what armstrong is doing with their foil sections and their wing design they're going pretty pitch i think they're going for pitch neutral mm -hmm. on the front wing or it seems like it um so your tail wing doesn't doesn't actually need to make a ton of downforce um it's more there just for stabilization um, you I think you lose some top end speed, but they're going really thin and it's nice. So there's, I think looking at some, maybe like more flying wing style sections, um, some reflex in them is, is good. Yeah. DM me. I'll give you some more information. <laughs> um, iceberg mansion wanted to know about your new NP wings. We've covered that, uh, sup and Nord. Uh, wants more from Axis Foils and Larry Foiler. I guess that's not a question for you. It would be good to have Larry Foiler on. I like so his videos. So do I, though. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> those, those videos are awesome. Um, actually, let me... That, yeah, that just inspired uh, me to ask my question. Here's my, my user question for you, Kane. Okay. Um, can we talk about dock start slash rock i i've never it's funny because i've been foiling now for a while right and i've never done dock starts i just surf right and then now yeah. i have access to this lake and not a lot of surf and so i built myself this little standing dock and yesterday was actually the first time i started and i wouldn't say they're necessarily dock starts they're like stationary starts um what do you what, what is the best practice for starting from zero Okay. Um, first of all, your, your wing choice, like the foil you ride, uh, get something that's easy to pump off the water, easy to get up from low speeds. 
So, uh, like when I learned dock starting, the easiest for me was some of like the Axis 92. You can pretty much set that in the water and jump on it and it'll go. Um, I don't know. What do you have that maybe the 250? Yep. Alcatraz 250? Yep. That's probably a good choice. Um, or anything thicker and low aspect that you can get off the water. But uh, hand placement's really important. I kind of, you kind of want to put your hands where your feet are going to end up. Um, and you, you put it not where they end up when you're riding. You put it where they end up when you jump on the board. So when you're on that low speed and need the first pump. And when you say that, do you mean both your hands near where your front foot lands or your hands staggered where your front and your back foot would land? Yeah. Okay. So your backhand is rail about where your your back foot's going to end up and your front hand's about where your front foot's going to end up. Um, that's, that's just what works for me. And I've taught a few people and it works for them too. Uh, Pedigo said the, the same thing to me this morning. So that's probably very good yeah. advice. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously speed, but um, learn, learn, to, learn to get on the board before you learn, before you focus on, you know, actually pumping it away. Because if you can if you can get on the board in the right spot every time, and then just keep pushing the speed, while being able to you know land on the right spot on the board, that I think that'll that'll be the easiest way to go. Um, you have because you have no matter what speed you're going, you have to be on the board in the right spot. Yeah, I, I made a mistake uh, yesterday. I think I started off just the way it was set up. I had my new twelve flare tail cut down to what i think it's like 10 i said 12 before i think it's like 10 something it's really small and went like one for 40 and then i switched up i meant to put on my 16 my son grabbed me my my 12 down curve and i've got my first one on the on the 12 down curve it was was amazing how much different it is so i'm about to go try it this afternoon i'm gonna put on the 16 i think it'll be a little bit easier with the 16 tail yeah probably um, you want that, that little bit of extra stability when you're running. Yeah. It will make it a lot to get on. And yeah, when you get on, just be as high on the, on the mass as possible. As high out of the water as you can get it. Um, cause that's, it's all about that first pump or two. And if you can get, if you can get the speed out of those, you're pretty set. Um, all right, let's move on here. We've got a lot of questions to try to get through. I'd like to try to get through everyone's because they spent the time to write yeah, them in. What's that? I can go quick too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think we've covered some of this one. Um, uh, Anthony Alberto Marti asks, best type of airfoil shape for each condition, low pitching moment, cha- uh, uh, cambered, flat, bottom, reflex, etc. And what is better? larger wing with an airfoil with lower lift or a smaller wing with higher lift airfoil? That's tricky. (laughs) It's probably case specific, right? Uh, I would assume. It's really, yeah, really case specific and it's a lot to to break down. Um, I think I I might have to answer that at a later, later time. That's a, that's a tricky one. Uh, all right. Andy Ferd asked about making foils cheaper, but we kind of already touched your question there, Andy. Um, Mr. Bennett's Adam Bennett says he wants to hear about your hey. new, 
NP range. Is that is that all you're riding now? Yeah. That's what he wants to know. Um, a bit. Mostly because I'm I'm testing it. Uh, you know, I I'm still in love with my with my signature gear, and uh, I there's it, it's hard to say which one is objectively better. But um, I've just been super, super stoked on my on my Neil Pride, especially that the small wing. Uh, the surfing I've been doing on that and the winging, it's, it's been a ton of fun. I feel like you should send Adam a setup and get some get some feedback and videos from yeah. him. If any, if there's anyone to get feedback from, it's it's you know someone as good as him. Um, all right, Mountain Howley wants to know about. RC gliders and dynamic soaring. Yeah. What's up? Um, it's foiling. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been doing much of it, but uh, I've been living the RC glider life through it, through foiling um, and incorporating, you know, what you learn about the, from that into your writing and into your design uh, helps a ton. So, yeah. Uh, foil Graham and the Ramon art. Uh, and I hope I, if I'm butchering any of you guys, Instagram's handles, I apologize. Um, both want to know about uh, wing dinging. Uh, so Foil Graham wants to know about airs and Ramon art wants to know about just overall advice, best practice stuff. Cool. Yeah, I've been winging a ton lately. Uh, airs, haven't been doing much of it. Got to let the knee recover, but um, go out way overpowered is my is my best advice. Like way too big of a sail and a small foil and just get a ton of speed and straps and send it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, <laughs> What about landing? Let's talk so, about landing airs because, oh, you know, like Paul Cooper talked yeah, about true. nose down and landing is the same with winging. You know, you've got a knee now that is suspect at least for a little bit longer, hopefully not much longer. But mm -hmm. when you get back into it, what are you going to do to protect it? Um, stretch a lot. It should, it should be pretty, pretty strong. But as far as landing goes, yeah. Uh, Or being overpowered with your wing helps, and the board makes a big difference. Um, having a board that, that won't do anything weird when you slam it on the water uh, is, makes a huge help, and having enough nose rocker for those hard landings helps a lot too. Um, just just be just be braced for your landing. You know, be ready for it. That's how I got injured did an air and, and wasn't ready to come down. So, um, yeah, be careful and, and be overpowered and go for it. I saw you jumping off a dune with a wing the other day. Is that advisable yeah. as a way to learn or no? no? No, no, definitely not because you're jumping over hard land instead of water, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I figured your knee was better when I saw I, that. Yeah. It's actually not that bad of a landing because it, it was super soft, deep sand, and the the wing helps a ton. And so now I'm now I'm kind of a little obsessed with it, just trying to get like the biggest sail, the biggest stiffest stiffest sail I can, the biggest dune, and the most wind. 
I want to really launch it. Um, I'm not sure how safe it is. <laughs> Don't try it at home. Um, Head One P is also on the wing kick and wants to know about getting out at beach breaks, getting through surf, kind of lumping all okay. these wings together, wing, wing questions yeah. together. Um, what I like to do is, I mean, hold, hold, we get a lot of crosswind, like going, you know, going across the beach, um, perpendicular or what would that be? Parallel to the waves. Uh, and what I like to do to get through waves is hold my board upside down or put my board upside down, uh, on the water and hold the tail wing with my hand and use the tail wing to control the rest of the board and push it over, over surf. Uh, kind of the last resort thing, you know, if, if, if there's a big wave coming and you're about to get crashed, throw the wing over, forget about it. And just, just don't let, just hold on to your board. Uh, don't let your board, you know, come into contact with the wing. You can get the, the sails are pretty, pretty strong. You can just let them get dragged or, or throw them over the wave. But um, yeah, board's kind of dangerous. Yeah, biggest advice is uh, check out your spot before you go out. You know, know where the channel is. Um, get, kind of get the timing before you before you step in the water, and and uh, be careful with your board. <laughs> um, I saw I saw Glenn Ocean Baby on Instagram almost get killed by her own foil at Hokipa recently. Um, luckily, Christian, um, one day Maui kind of saved her. But yeah, that could have been bad. Careful. <laughs> I feel like we should get Christian on the show just to do a whole winging show one day. Oh yeah, day. he'd be awesome. I probably should yeah. be like a you and Christian conversation since I don't really... He since can I talk don't really for hours about winging. So maybe it'd work out. Um, yeah. Christian, if you're listening, uh, if you want to do that, hit me up. That'd be fun. Sweet. All right. Um, questions, anything else? Yeah, we got it. Oh, we got it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are wondering about, uh, you know, wing size and board size and, uh, you actually, I don't know what I'm going to say for this. <laughs> you can go, what I've noticed is, uh, when you're learning, having too much power is usually a good thing. Uh, it helps you get off the water. And riding a board and foil that you know works makes a big difference. That you've seen other people riding and uh, and you know it's, it's easy to easy to go on. Um, but yeah, plenty of power. A lot of people go out in a in really light wind and then have trouble getting up. Uh, if, you, if you're on the right gear. Just you know, these, these sails are really easy to depower. So you can go out of too much and, and, and still get up and have a good time. Um, Joe, and I'm not going to try to pronounce your Instagram name because I'm probably not clever enough to know what it is. Um, wants to know what brand wing um, and foil size wing mass length for winging. What are you riding these days as far as wing goes? Wings go. Um, um, hand wings. Sales? Yeah, sales. Sales, uh, the Ensis. The Ensis uh, is really nice. It's a Swedish brand. Uh, and um, the Wing Rides, the Takuma Wing Rides, the, the new three 
V3 is really, really fast. Like crazy power, really efficient. So I've been loving those. Um, the speeds they let me do in light wind is pretty crazy. And for, for foil, for mass length, mass, mass length is kind of as long as, as long as I can get it. I'm riding a 75, which is more like an 80 right now. A bit, it's a weird, weird mass, but it's a little, it feels a little longer than like my signature 75. Um, and I'm kind of between the small wing, which is 1130 square centimeter and the, a modified version of their windsurf free ride foil. That's like a 960. So I've been loving those two. Right on. Uh, David M. Photo asks, kick, kick pad placement for back foot. How far behind your normal foot position? This is a good question. And, and maybe we can actually go into a little bit about mast placement. I've been doing lots of testing on different mast placements. And um, hmm. it's been... Uh, somewhat surprising but uh let's start yeah. with mass placement because that'll that'll go into kick pad placement mass placement you know i I think i've talked about this in other podcasts and i still yep. i still do the same thing i mean if you're if you're riding too high in the turns and your wings coming out of the water um move your back mass back a little bit and if you're digging rail move it forwards a little bit um that's kind of my general rule now yeah but oh, what was that as far as tail pad placement i kind of guess <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> when I'm making a board and putting the pad on it, I just guess. Do you uh, use your kicker on your tail pad much when you foil? Not really. Yeah, I don't either. No, I usually I usually put them too far back because I'd rather have like I'd rather have the option of putting my foot all mm. the way back there if I need it than being able to use that kick the whole time. But if you, if it's in the right spot and and your setup styled, it's super nice. So um. I mean, the best way to do it would be ride your board without it and then, you know, figure figure everything out and then put it on later. Yeah. I keep moving my masts forward. Um, for a lot of my wings now, I am at the very front of the boxes and wish I had more space. Um, I just like the way that really? they... Yeah, I like... It allows me to have a much more narrow stance, which I like. And I feel like I'm yeah. getting better pump and it's just kind of smoothing everything out. Now I'm not trying to do a lot of the more aggressive, like pocket surfing, which I'd probably want a wider stance for. I've been kind of jiving on like more glidey kind of like trying to smooth everything out type stuff lately. I guess our surf's been really small yeah. and I've been digging that, but, um, yeah, I'm really liking that kind of forced closer stance being a little bit farther up, a little bit more lift feel lately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I usually like it a, a little farther forward for pumping. I don't know why it changes. It changes the the cadence a little bit, and I'm, I haven't really figured that out yet. Um, it could just be less. I don't know. In theory, you know, you, it could be less swing weight up front. Yeah. Um, that that could that could save you some energy too, but it, it changes the feel a lot, and. Uh, yeah, I haven't haven't completely figured out the mass position. So at least for for straight line pumping, and what what takes the least energy. Yeah, I'm Just actually ride it in the spot that feels good surfing. <clears throat> um, 
All right. Uh, another one from David M. Photo. How do you paddle out through surf on a foil? You touched that a little bit as far as walking out with the wing. Um, mm-hmm. What do you do for paddling out? I guess it depends on what break you're at, how paddling deep it out. is, all that. Yeah. If I can go around, uh, if I can't and it's too shallow, I'll just flip the board upside down and uh, it helps to learn how to duck dive while the board's upside down. So you're paddling on it. And wave comes and you duck dive with the foil in the air. And uh, that, yeah, that's helped a lot get out at, at some of the shallower spots. That always scares me to have the mast that close to my face. Yeah, I actually injured myself once. I was uh, at some spots I, I used to like riding in, like like there'd be some good shore break and I'd, uh, I'd ride in with the board upside down and the mast in front of me. And one day I, I came down the face on like, I don't know. It was, it only had to be like a foot, foot, you know, high wave. And uh, I guess it would be buried the tail of my board um, straight into the sand and slid forward on it. And the, the mass nailed my collarbone. Oh, um, that one hurt. Chase so. who runs foil surf camp down in Costa Rica did the same thing. Like I think it's one really? of his worst foiling injuries was riding in like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going out and duck diving like that's great. Uh, I feel like you need to wax the bottom of your board. That's what gets me is I'll be paddling <laughs> and, and it'll just slip in a weird way and kind of just knock yeah. me in the face. Or um, I've seen people use some of those like hex pads, you know, the, the clear rubbery ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people use those. It kind of makes sense if you're going to do it. it. It's funny to think about because, you know, people, people make fun of like kooks, like, oh, you're, you're waxing the bottom of your board. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, yeah, we have to wax the bottom. Um, and then David had one more question. Um, foil fitness versus surf fitness. Is it the same? And does it require a different training setup? I don't know. I don't really surf that much. I don't, I just kind of foil, um, as far as training, um, biking is probably the best thing to do. Biking and jumping upstairs. Yeah. Jumping upstairs. I feel like my training foil a lot and then, you know, use a foam roller on your muscles. After. Do you have one of the massage guns? Mm Mm-mm best investment you can make i'd love those really? things man yeah yeah i think you can get them for like 100 bucks now um you know like on on really big days like not big surf days but on big days when we're just riding you know yeah at like uh our inlet spots and we're making these long walks and you know minutes of flight i'll actually hit the car and just try to get out some of the lactic acid from my legs um they're, they're incredible yeah I keep a little foam roller in my car and just roll before I go out sometimes <laughs> or a lot of the time. Um, Helps a lot. I would say that foil fitness and surf fitness are not the same at all. Um, I think that foiling is a little bit easier on your body because you don't have the same torque involved in turning. At least most of the time you don't. Um, mm-hmm. You're not pushing as hard in the same way. Uh, like that whip and then there's no substitute for pumping. I think that you may be jumping upstairs or getting on 
like a stair climber machine at the gym and then you yeah. know just jumping on that where it's actually going away from you because i think that's i started jump roping i was thinking like maybe jump roping will help <laughs> and it still it didn't really you know it's like such a different thing to have the board going away from yeah. you the whole time yeah for me like the closest thing i felt was going upstairs yeah or like running or jumping upstairs that's the closest thing as far as like uh cardio and and using your muscle um yeah and it's a similar motion too if you you know if you put both if you jump both feet at a time it's kind of it's kind of a similar pumping motion um i noticed the other day that i have a new muscle in my right leg um <laughs> it's one of the four quad muscles but i have a bump that's in between kind of like the inside and main big one. There's like a, like a, like a third bump there. At first I was like, dude, do I got a tumor growing on my leg or something? But it's a muscle. (laughs) I looked it up. It's there. It's usually pretty small. Um, Wow. But I wonder if anyone else has that same pump, you know, the pump bump on their back leg. (laughs) I like that. Um, Setter Tim asked about your new MP stuff. We covered that. Um, Dylan Vishman wants to know about stabilizers. He's always looking to try something new. We talked about your new wing coming out. Dylan would be another great guy to test that. Um, stabilizers. I don't know. I'm for Hmm. me, it's finding a, a wingspan that works, uh, for the front wing you're riding. And then, uh, finding the right thickness and, and kind of foil section for that. Let's talk. Um, I have and curve. It depends on the front wing. Like on my, on my stealth, on my signature stealth, I really like a little bit of curve in the, in the tail. And where I was on my Neil pride, um, <clears throat> just because of, of, you know, the map position and, and the way the front wing is and, and the fuselage is designed. I actually been liking a totally flat tail. Um, and it feels basically the same. Do you ride the cut down flare tail on the stealth? I don't have one. You don't have one. You're the one who told me to do that first. Yeah. So I, I, I tested it and then it was so good. I'm like, I, I gave it to someone. I'm like, you have to try this. And, and I just let him, I think I let him keep it. But yeah. They're really, that, that's a really good tail. Um, let, can, you need let, to go really fast, just shim it a little bit, or like winging or something. Um, I'm riding it, it's like a 10 something, and I'm riding it with my custom 1.5 shim on the Stealth 200. And that's pretty mm-hmm. all. And actually on the 192, the 190 is, is just unreal with that tail. It like yeah, turns it into I, a surf wing. I want one. The 190 so sounds so sick. Cliff, you should just send you one, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, now yeah. you're competing with them with the NP stuff, so maybe not. <laughs> I need uh, to make something. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about what Skyrama's doing with his tails, like the double surf fin with the fins yeah. on the bottom. What do you think about that? It obviously is working for him. Um, that's so much rake yeah. though. Like, why would that work? What is it doing? All that. Is it just that it's so small, such a small tail that that's where it's all coming from? Um, 
No, part part of it might be the flex. I'm not sure. They're definitely they're G10 and they're built like surfboard fins. So there's probably a, a good amount of flex going on there. But as far as I understand it, he's right. So when I talked to him a while ago, when he got the 1050 and got the really short fuselages, he um, he was liking the 60 fuse, uh, you know, with the normal two. I think he's riding the 212 chopped tailwing, and he's like, he, he he was like, oh, I'm stoked on the 60 centimeter fuselage, but I'm also stoked on the 50 centimeter fuselage. I need something. I wish there was something in between that, right? And I think he's riding the 50 centimeter fuselage with a rake back tailing. So you're basically extending and your push on the tail. It's like it's extending it to a 55, effectively. Um, yeah, kind of problem. I don't know. I, I have, there, it's a really interesting like concept for surfing, and I, I'd love to give one a go. Yeah, they look sick. And I always think, it's great to hear people talk about good design, but I'm always skeptical until I see someone do something on it, you know, cause it's easy just yeah. to, to say, Oh, I've got this new greatest thing. Um, but unless you see someone doing something or at least at the same or better level than they're capable of on other gear, I don't give it much credence. It's like when you watch, yeah. did you see the video of John, John go out on the foil board with a setup as a twin fin? Yeah, I saw that. Right. I mean, you John John could sell those as surfboards. And obviously they're not good <laughs> surfboards, right? Like Yeah. You want to see somebody do something better than what they're capable on on their best gear or else it's probably not yeah. as good. It's easy to sell stuff if you're that, that good of a surfer. That video is really inspiring cuz I I used to ride my foil boards every once in a while with like the same way with longboard fins in it. And I obviously never got to that level. And to see someone take their foil board and, and do a similar thing, and just wow. I can't believe how what he did on that. Yeah. It's pretty it, mind-blowing. It was super mind-blowing. It was like watching the stab in the dark with um, Dane Reynolds and all the retro boards, which is a yeah. great stab in the dark if you guys haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um. What do you think about the mid uh, on that sky tail about like mm -hmm. the mini fins halfway down the, uh, down the foil, um, wingspan. It seems like you would get drag without the benefit yeah. of the, the wing tips, which will reduce drag basically gives you free lift. It seems like that would add drag and do the same thing that wing tips would do as far as hold goes, but I might be missing something. Yeah. I haven't tried that, but that's, as far as I understand it, that's what it is. I think it's an easier way, like because if you're testing those surfboard fin style towing, it's really hard to put a tip on the end of them. Yeah. Um, if you're making them out of like a 10 millimeter thick board of G10, you can't really put any curve in it. So I kind of see those as a way of getting some of that stability that you'd get with curve. Hmm. Um, our yeah. conversation, I Doesn't think, have I'm all the benefits. Oh, go ahead. So, sorry, I, our conversation. I don't know if it was on the podcast or just when you and I were talking one time about mm -hmm. vertical, um, uh, like the down curve or like the MFC, the amount of vertical uh, surface area that you have in your tail 
that was an important conversation. Yeah. You know, like I don't think we had that on the podcast. Maybe talk about that a little bit because I think I might have had that on the podcast. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, just maybe give like uh, a two but, minute. It might be on another podcast. I apologize, but Kane and I talk sometimes. You know, it's about this stuff kind of sidebar, and I think it was yeah. one of those conversations. Yeah. Anyways, the, the most the basically, if you look at it from a straight side view, the more vertical area you have on that tail wing. Um, and the more vertical that area is, so so if you look at a wing with like really vertical tips on it, um, that will have more authority or, or, or change uh, how tracking it is more uh, for a given area than something like a straight down curve. And it's really tricky because it, it, it actually kind of relates to front wing design and um, I've been really liking like super slight down curves recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I, I've been feeling like that gives the best, like really slight, um, to- in total, like maybe less than 15 millimeter. So about half of what the signature down curve is? Yeah, the signature down curve is probably 25, 26. Um, just on the, on the 16 inch tail wing right um, i think maybe it's more i'm not sure um but i've been liking like really flat in the center some some curve in the very tips but it's just a little bit of it and it, it's been giving me a little it, it feels like it rolls over a little easier and it tracks a little better at high speed than a totally flat tail um yeah, it's interesting because my you know my style's changed a little bit, and 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 what I've liked riding changes too as I, as I learn more. Yeah, but um, it's it's a tricky game, and if you're really trying to mess with uh, your tail wing, I just want to try it because it, it depends so much on the front wing, on the foil, or your like the rest of the foil too. Um, like on a on a go foil, uh, I rode the GL140 for a long time for a little bit. Uh, and that one likes a dead flat tail and my signature likes a little bit of curve and my Neil pride also likes a dead flat tail. So it's, it, you know, there's slight differences between everything. Um, and I just recommend trying as much as you can. Um, it, it was really crazy to me to feel that flare 12 go from my least favorite tail felt like it was just so locked in, just didn't want to move on me to cutting it yeah. down to the tips going just up to the top of the highest part of the top of it um, to basically the best feel or one of the best feels yeah. I felt, you know, that extra, probably about an inch and a quarter that I chopped off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was crazy how much that affected that looseness feeling. Um, yeah. And and then that that's kind of like another one of those tails that's just slight slightly curved, mm-hmm. you know. It doesn't have too much, but it's also not totally flat. Right. My my hypothesis. Kind of, like, go really ahead. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, so my hypothesis on why that tail is so good is that it's got a little bit more cord than the unifoil. Um, 16 down curve okay. 
and it's got a bigger foil section. So when you cut it down to what it ends up being about, you know, 10 and change, it still has enough yeah. lift in the tail to mm-hmm. give you that, that lift feeling in the front to where you don't feel like you're, yeah. um, but, but, but it's, it's small enough to turn incredibly good. It, it doesn't feel stable. Yeah. It's not a stable feeling, you know, it's kind of walks on your, or, you know, you gotta be, you know, I'll be pumping and I miss by just a little bit and you feel it. Um, it wants to turn mm-hmm. on you, but when you're, when you, when you, when you've got it dialed in, it's incredible. Yeah. All yeah, right. Interesting. Cause I, I, yeah, I don't know what the foil sections are on those, but, um, they might be, they might be the same. I'm not sure, but yeah, definitely that more, that more cur- uh, cord and, and lower wingspan is kind of nice for, for surfing as long as you don't need to pump too far. Um, yeah, I find if you're going fast enough, it doesn't hurt your pumping. It's when you start slowing down mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. And I think probably it's, it, it's a little more forgiving than, than the, the lower cord stuff. Yeah. Especially cut down that right. small. <laughs> uh, we got three yeah, more questions to get through here. Um, okay. Nautica asks front wing design. That's a pretty broad topic. Yeah. Um, um, like a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think we covered a lot of that. Um, yeah. The real Dylan Vogel says winging. We covered winging. And PB from Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Who hopefully will be back on the show again soon. Um, getting back into some adventures. Um, says, with all the chop shopping going on, why do the foil houses continue to make big tails? Yeah. It's actually a pretty good point. It seems like first thing you do when you get a wing is um, chop it. Because probably a lot of people buying their foils are new riders. And the new riders like those bigger tail wings. <clears throat> um, and yeah, it, it, uh, some of the tails I've been making are kind of nice because you oversize them and <clears throat> kind of assume that people are going to chop them down. Um, so you, you kind of like what Armstrong did with their 232 or 212 tail. Um, you kind of assume that people are going to chop it and design it for both. Do you lose anything? Because when you do that, the more you chop it, the thicker profile that you're going to have at your wingtip. So how does that affect you know, the, yeah, the, uh, the feel. Outline, this is great. Ideally, you want like a pretty elliptical outline, uh, like like how the tail wings come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It does the job. Uh, if, if you can round it a little bit, that's always nice. But it's hard to round it too much or get too much, you know, change the outline too much in the in the tip without compromising the foil section that it was designed with. So I don't know. Chopping's nice. It's a good way to get what you want out of out of what comes with the foil. But I definitely see a place for some some higher performance tail wings soon. Um, whether that comes straight from the manufacturer or aftermarket or something. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of. I wonder. I need to talk to talk to people, but I wonder what people if people are actually interested in it. Um, and 
would would buy them. I know Multisimmer is selling some, uh, and seems like they're doing pretty well. He's selling the custom tails. Yeah, he he, he uh, he's making some homemade molded tail wings that are pretty nice. Um, I mean, they're 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 homemade, but the shape is nice. the shape is good, and. So far, I, I mean, everyone who I've talked to that, that has them loves it. That's awesome. So it seems like there is some kind of market for you know, aftermarket stuff. Well, I mean, if you think about surfboards, you know, 30 years ago, everything was a glassed-on fin. And then yeah. we realized how much fins shape the feel of a board. And not everybody rides the same. So not everybody's going to look for the same thing. Um so you would hope that we'll get some sort of standardization within the industry and then yeah, have really an, so. you know, an aftermarket um, tail. I would love to have a quiver of tails. Like I have a box of, you know, my favorite futures and my favorite FCS fins. Yeah. Um, and standardization, I think, or some kind of standardization in some part of the foil other than the box would be a great thing for foiling. I think it would, it would you know, Help with the price. Yep. Um, any, any compatibility you could get is, is, I think, where the future of foiling needs to go. Epic. Um, all right. Let me ask you one more quick one from me, and then we'll wrap up. This has been a good one. A lot of meat in this one. This is a pretty technical conversation, but that's what everyone wanted. So hopefully, you got. Okay. Everybody is stoked on this. Um, I got the Takuma coming on Friday. Yeah. Tell me about your experience with that wing. I'm really excited to try it because I'm such a fan of like the NP stuff. I feel like there's going to be some similarity there. Um, I've got the yeah. 1300 coming, all carbon. I've I've only been on the 1300 a few times, 1300 and 1600. Um, always had a ton of fun on them. Uh, the the 1300 especially is just a, a nice balance of, of really good pumping and, and, and smooth turning and um, it's really forgiving when you when you breach the pit uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna have a blast on that thing yeah the um the video from foil wizard was what got mm -hmm. me so fired up about it. it just seemed like it pumped yeah. so good and still did really good he's turns for really, him he's a he's a light guy yeah he is isn't he <laughs> and he's insanely talented yep like but um, yeah, it pumps really, really good for for how well it surfs. Oh, I think you're going to be stoked on it. Stoked. Um, all right, Kane. Uh, how do people support you? What you're doing? You've got the new NP line out now. Um, when are those going to be available? I'm not 100 percent sure, but the I'm guessing. August release. I'm an August release. Um, get more information out as I get it. So uh, stay tuned. Right on. And, and for supporting me, Instagram. Um, that's that's the main place I, you know, I do all my foiling stuff. And um, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Don't have don't have a ton right now. Have some cool stuff coming, and uh, you should be seeing it very very soon. Awesome. Kane, as always, thank you for your time, man. I learned as much as everybody on these shows and you've been super integral in uh, 
helping me get better, but I'm sure helping everyone else get better through doing this. So it's a value to our community and um, we, we all appreciate the time, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I don't know. I'm honored to come talk to you and uh, it, it, it's great to answer all these questions and, and hear, hear what people are interested in. Epic. All right, brother. Awesome. Thank you so much.